0: the one you're listening to if you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business send them our way just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest now let's get on with the show with us right now it's the author of strong language it's chris west uh chris your book strong language the fastest smartest cheapest marketing tool You're not using, you are also the CEO, Chris, of Verbal Identity. You're found on the web at verbalidentity.com. Chris, thank you for joining us. Thank you
1: for having me, Josh.
0: Well, Chris, give us an overview of your work, of what you do, the impact you have in the world. Well, I always say we're, we're a
1: niche within a niche, right? And so that's either the smartest business idea ever or it's the dumbest business idea ever, right? Why is it the dumbest business idea ever? Because what we do is we help businesses use language more effectively, right? But there's no business owner out there that starts the year saying, you know what, I've got budget put aside to make our language better throughout throughout our business, right? So that's why it's kind of dumb. Why it's kind of fantastic is as a niche business, we are so focused on this one thing we do which is any business that comes to us, we can help them look at their language and make their language more effective. If you're trying to win customers, we can make your lang- help your language win more customers. If you're trying to deepen loyalty, we know what we can do in language to deepen loyalty. And if you want to knock the others right out of the, your sector and make yourself the center of gravity, we know the la- we know that language can do that.
0: Yeah. um, Do you have clients that say, well, gosh, I feel like we're writing in our tone. And so if we start changing our language, is that going to be authentic with who we are?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. So authenticity, who you are, is the critical thing. And that's what we're always trying to get a brand, a business to do is talk like who you really are. Mm. Now, most businesses will say, we're okay with our tone of voice. You know, we're not terrible. We're okay. And then if, I, if I'm if i smart enough just to shut up for 30 seconds or five seconds, they'll say, but, you know, but we're not really cutting through and we're spending too much on our, our digital marketing. Or, you know what, we're getting too many replies to our customer service letters, which are meant to be, you know, we're not expecting replies to, you know, they're meant to be self-handling or, you know, on the customer journey. Or... I feel like culture's moved on. And when, you know, it's like I'm wearing trousers that I could have worn five years ago. They still fit. That's fine. But everyone else's fashion has moved on. And it's the same with language. Shouldn't, shouldn't we still be culturally relevant in our language? And the answer is yeah. So it's not a kind of whole change. And it's certainly not making someone, making a business sound like someone they're not. What it is doing is making a business sound who they really are in a way that really means something in today's culture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And where do you see most people, like, what kind of language are they coming to you with? Like, where where did that original copy come from? Do
1: you mean, like, uh, where do they want to use the language or where, where have they got their language. Well, in yeah. The first if,
0: if someone's not working with you, like, and they're just by, I'm curious, what is yeah. like the default for most business owners? Oh, okay, the default
1: for most business owners, you know, I would, I'm not a betting man, Josh, right? But if I was, I would, you know, I bet you a, a dollar to a dime that any company you mention, they will have sweated their visual identity. They'll have sat down with a designer and they say, look, this is our logo, right? And actually, this is our typeface. This is our font. And this is our color palette. And when we use photography, we want this, you know, we want it to be bold and dramatic or we want it to be severe and professional, whatever it is. I guarantee they've got their visual identity. They've sweated it. But they haven't got their verbal identity down. Or if they do, their verbal identity is probably, we write in a way which is human-friendly, warm and approachable. And I always say, yeah, that's a good start. But which business would want to write in a way which is inhuman, unfriendly, cold and unapproachable, right? There's no bit, you know, we need to start there and really dive into your business and find out what's true for you in your language. So typically they're coming to us and they're saying, Chris, you know, our language is good enough, but I reckon it could work harder.
0: Yeah. How did you find yourself? What's Chris, what is your unique background that, that made you, uh, put put you as the, uh, you know, as the, as what you yeah. do today. Right, how did you so get to here?
1: I reckon on the last day that I ever work in my life, I will suddenly understand my path to get to where I am. So I, I kind of grew up as a professional in advertising agencies as a writer in the nineties. And I am delighted to say I was in some of the best, most funky far out crazy ad agencies you've seen mad men josh right you Mm -hmm. you know what it's like you know there were stories that we could talk about at some other point which would be wonderful i grew up in that environment professionally but i should never have been there i was all sciences at school i love science and i did sciences as a postgrad and i even went on to cambridge university to do a a postgrad in computer science and worked for firm sold computers and built computers for two years man I thought I was going to be a a scientist of some kind. And I had this moment in my mid 20s, and I just went, ah, you know, there's another part to me. I love the world of creativity. I love that how you can spark something in someone's mind by doing something in a different way. And that's what creativity is, you know, it's sometimes shortcuts. But yeah, so my unique way to be who I am, to get where I was, was to have this long history of science and rationalism and everything else, and then suddenly bring in. the the kind of creative side. So what I say about verbal identity is what we do is the magic and the mechanics of language. So the mechanics, yeah, you know, linguistics, you can prove it with science, with data, but there's always going to be some wonderful magic, which suddenly brings it up. You know, I'm sure, Josh, you you know someone or you know a business that they said something 10 years ago and it's stuck in your head. Mm. And and that's what's amazing about language. And you couldn't have Mm. predicted how to create that phrase whether it was something a CEO said or whether it was an end line on a piece of business or it was the title of an internal comms memo, whatever it was, but that thing stuck in your mind and really framed what it was and meant everything. And it's just stayed there. And that's, that's why language is amazing because it can do these magical things in our head. So my unique path, I hope, is magic and mechanics.
0: Yeah. You've been able to work with some pretty big companies, BASF, mm-hmm. Christie's, Tom' shoes, staples, uh, it, it's quite a who's who on uh, onstar. It's quite a who's who on your client page. When you engage there, wh- how does that usually look? Like uh, you know what what's the process? What's the first engagement, the first meeting? What are you doing? And then how do you get to the eventual outcome that that they desire?
1: Yeah. Okay. So the very first meeting is the most kind of personally interesting and revealing because people come to us and they say, Chris, something's kind of not right with our language. Yeah. And I don't really know what it is. I'm just kind of not happy with it. Or this goes out the door and you know what? I'm signing off version six and version seven. I don't know. Or I just think I reckon we're spending too much on our writing team or whatever it is. And then my job is diagnosis. You know, how's this affecting the business? How's it affecting your daily working life? If we've made that bit better. And so through that initial first meeting, often what we get to is, okay, so it's this, not that, or it's something. And typically what people will be asking us for is a set of guidelines. Can you give us 12 pages, 20 pages of guidelines so that me as the boss of this business mm-hmm. or the intern that we're going to hire on Tuesday or our professional writers or our legal team or investor relations, whoever it is, when they sit down to write, they've got a really clear picture of who we are and how we sound. So can you give me some guidelines and maybe train a couple of people so we're better? So that's the typical engagement. Typically, people don't quite, it's like having a bad back, right? You go into the, see the osteopath and you go, I'm not quite sure what's wrong. And they'll do a bit of diagnosis and they go, well, look, you do have a bad back because you're sitting over your desk 12 hours a day and then driving home in a similar position. And I reckon we can give you these guidelines to stretch you and a bit of training to, to reinforce the muscles. And so really a bit of diagnosis to help people understand what it is that language could do for them, how it could really help them. Win some customers, deepen loyalty, and then we'll start building some guidelines and some training.
0: Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that it. it's it's you're, we're creating a a verbal or a a, a language style guide, right? Yeah, and, and, totally, and totally. That's it. I, I love yeah. that because you know, here's my concern: is like, okay, great, you're going to help us rewrite, you know, our main page. And then everything else that we do is going to be out of step with, you know, all oh, this great work that we did in this one project.
1: <laughs> no, no. Be consistent. Right. That's what the guidelines are for. They're there to be consistent. And, you know, the reason I set up this business 10, 11 years ago was because before this, I was running a, uh, an ad agency. And each time I kind of left a meeting, the client would say, hey, Chris, hey, Chris, hey, Chris, um, you're a good writer. We need to write 4000 words before breakfast tomorrow. Can you write them for us? And I was like, yeah, I could, but you're going to have 4,000 the next day and 6,000 the day after that. So actually what I need to do is help you to fish, teach you to fish. You know, I'll help you to to use language in a way which is very true to you and which is very powerful, which really cuts through, and I'll teach you to how to get all of your team to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll help people with what we call hero copy for sure, but actually the, the lasting value, the stuff that they're going to be using every day for the next 10 years is this style guide for language?
0: Mm. And what does that look like? Typically, I mean, you know, the, the true answer
1: is we're going to we're going to bespoke it to the client. So we worked with one of the top four uh, car brands here in the UK, and the chief marketing officer there. He had like twenty. He had like ten different external agencies. Each had ten to twenty people. He you know he had at least two hundred writers writing in quite different areas. So for them, they really needed a fully detailed 40-page set of guidelines. Small business that comes to us, it's me, it's this person we're writing, okay, 40 pages, you're never gonna pick it up and read again. So we'll deliver them eight pages. But the heart of this is a framework that we've developed, and we've used it with Alphabet, and we've used it with startups. And the language, we've noticed that language works on three levels, if you like. And we call them 10,000 feet, 1,000 feet of ground level. You need to define all of those three levels to make your voice truly you and truly cut through. And at 10,000 feet, what we're trying to define there is what world do you believe in? And if you believe in that world, what are you going to stand for? And what are you going to stand against? So this is like your narrative. But once you've defined that, by the way, it's suddenly easier for your digital marketing team or whoever To decide what they're going to write about right because if this is the world we believe in well what are we going to write about that that celebrates that world and what do we stand against well what are we going to write about to prove that we what we stand against so that's at ten thousand feet now you come down to a thousand feet and you're getting the tone and the personality and we work with the teams it's in the dna of the business it's often in the dna of the founder it's in the voice of the founder sometimes we get that personality coming through that personality which best represents that ten thousand foot narrative, and then down at ground level, you'll have people sitting in meetings. We, so we work with a a UK fashion retailer, and the boss there said, "Chris, Chris, we don't say store, we say shop, because store is an American word, mm. shop is a British word." Mm. So yeah, what other what other ground level details do you have like that? So when you I've sat in meetings with the US office of a UK business, and we had eight people around the table talking for an hour on whether they should Americanize the English words. And it was like, this is a crazy waste of money. And you're having this meeting every week, right? Let's just agree the ground level details. What's the word, What are the words and phrases we use and don't use? How, what's our approach to grammar? So you and I, Josh, we're using a very informal type of grammar. Would we put that in a blog from us? Yes, probably, because that's, but would we put it on our website? No, we might be a little bit more reserved in our in our grammar choice on our website. So 10,000 foot, 1,000 foot ground level details. When all of those align, suddenly you've got a very strong, unified, authentic voice. And that's at the heart of the guidelines that we give people.
0: Yeah. This is very cool. I could, this would be a very unique experience um, to be able to work with you, but I suspect that you've got multiple ways uh, that you can engage. Obviously there's the book and that's, that's a great, maybe first step in that, but you know, again, at your website, uh, verbalidentity.com, Chris, um, what would you recommend some of those, uh, those paths to, to engaging with you be?
1: here's the thing right i say i'm a great writer and a tell i'm an okay businessman and i'm a terrible salesman so the <laughs> so what i want to say is if really anyone's ever stuck reach out to me on verbalidentity.com and ask me a question right and i'm so happy to talk about language i'll answer the question right if if it's a slightly longer answer then i'll yeah i'll say look read the book because uh, almost everything i know is in the book Now, the book Strong Language. Now, in between there, we'll be building a course so people can kind of at their own pace and with lots of exercises, they can develop it themselves. And so finally, somewhere, you know, also, look, just ask us for a chat and we'll always be happy to put an hour in the calendar and we'll chat for an hour. And if it turns into a project, we're happy, you're happy. If it doesn't turn into a project, we're still happy to have helped.
0: Yeah, very cool. Chris, how fun. Okay. I, I'm just thinking of like how fun it would be to work with someone like you to kind of like yeah. look through and talk about, you know, well, look, you know, here's our mission purpose values. Like, here's the impact we want to make in the world. You know, here's what we know about who we are and what we stand for. And we want that to make sure that that is in lockstep with how we communicate to the outside world. Um because I think again, sometimes it's it's easy to kind of default to some pretty basic language um, that's not it's it's not very compelling. It's not memorable. There's a lot yeah. of very non memorable language out there.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. And if your business is exactly the same as every other business, use exactly the same language. But yeah, it's not right. right. Your business is an expression of you as the founder. It's an expression of your team. It's an expression of your intent, and it is different. To the other businesses in your sector so for heaven's sake sound different because that's being true to who you are that's being true to why you set up this business and that is being true you know most business owners they're great communicating face to face and then it comes to writing and they and they remember you know mrs o'hara the english teacher at school that said you can't do it ah, and they all collapse and they start writing like everyone else no need to right your business is different sound different sound like you
0: Yeah. Awesome. All right. Chris West, again, your website, verbalidentity.com. Chris, thank you so much for joining us.
1: My pleasure, Josh. Thank you so much. Thank you to everyone for listening.